seen uh, that uh, we have people today that are uh, in various uh, locations, 30 states I saw in the United States, I saw Mumbai, I saw London, I saw Paris, I saw Geneva, Quebec City, uh, I saw Jerusalem, I saw Andorra, Andorra, I saw Athens in Greece, I saw Singapore and I saw Dubai, so welcome everybody. And uh, I certainly would like to welcome Lou Shapiro, is our guest this, this afternoon. Thank you very much for coming, Lou. My pleasure. And um, I will give you a few words about Lou in a second, but I also want to first give a little bit of a housekeeping that we are on multi-channels. <coughs> you see us on Facebook, you saw us on Instagram Live, on uh, and on YouTube Live. And for YouTube, I beg you guys to subscribe to YouTube because this is how we do content by having a lot of subscribers and it's still a little bit poor in terms of subscription. So I can only invite you to do that if you like the program, if you like the content, please subscribe on YouTube. That's it. We have too uh, little time for me to go and extend on that. Um, if you also want, you can also use the comment uh, that you have available on LinkedIn also uh, and ask your questions if you want or make any comments that you want to make. We'll welcome them. So Lou, welcome again. And uh, Lou is the uh, CEO, an active CEO of HSS, which uh, stands for Hospital of Special Surgery and uh, is based in New York, but has a lot of, you know, um, extensions over the world. And I, I think that we can say that the HSS is a global organization, even it's located and physically visible in, in, in Manhattan, New York. And um, I'm so honored to have Lou this evening because, as you know, we all talk about leadership. And leadership changes over the years, over the centuries. It's something we cannot go and elaborate too much with history. But Lou, I think, characterizes um, the leadership of today. I, I, I know he's humble, so I don't want to say that it's a compliment. It's a fact. There is innovation in his leadership. There is a lot of ideas, a lot of concepts. And it changes people's lives. And as you know, and that's, this is really the theme and the mission of this program, is about how people impact, especially leaders, the world. How do they change the world in the sense that they have an influence in how the world evolves, especially the world where we have communities of people working together, where we have people who are interacting, collaborating. So, Lou, maybe that's my first question. Is there a, maybe something you can share with us that you find to be something that you would kind of uh, generically def define as leadership in 2023 for you, your experience of it? Um, I think that whether you're an individual or a family or an organization of any shape and size, in any industry, people need to be inspired to do something meaningful, meaningful. And, you know, I'll, I'll just talk about um, HSS and I'll include myself in the masses of the people that are here in that, you know, we are inspired by the purpose of the organization and how we work together to move towards achieving that purpose, which we, ne we may never say, oh, done, check the box, we've achieved it. It's always sort of a journey. And I think leadership at, you know, there's, pro sorry, there's probably 20 different ways you can describe it, but 
for purposes of this discussion, leadership is really how people in the organization create an environment where you are inspired by that purpose and you help the organization go from where it is to where it can be. And that journey and whatever you accomplish there helps change the lives of the people who are inspired and the lives of the people who are affected by what the organization provides. What, yeah. what, what it, like whatever it is, and you know, in, in our case, um, we are an organization of about 6,000 people. Mm -hmm. um, and um, you know, we are probably not all, but mostly inspired by our purpose and helping people who have issues that affect them living life to their fullest that have to do with pain and suffering from musculoskeletal conditions. And we help people directly and indirectly, directly by providing care and indirectly through the research and education and innovation that our professionals and others bring to the world. And, you know, that's, people get excited about that when they wake up and they want to come to work and do it. They're excited to be here. They're proud of what they've accomplished and you're proud to be part of an organization that does that. So that's a, a, a picture you, you're painting that I find to be uh, specific to HSS, specific to your leadership, definitely, because purpose and, and a mission clear in the mind of everybody, of 6,000 people every day, every minute of the day. Uh, it's not you personally, it's you how you influence the other uh, people who directly report to you and then those people who directly report to them, right? It well, is well, well, but it's also how people who work here influence us. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't really, I don't think of it as a top-down kind of thing. It's an in environment that you create where everyone influences everyone. Everyone creates the environment. Everyone influences everyone. And you create this virtual cycle where it's, um, you know, it's, there's just a lot of um, motivation and enthusiasm for moving the organization to its purpose. And I don't know that is, I don't know that it is unique to HSS. I do know that it doesn't need to be unique to HSS. And that should be true no matter, yeah. no matter what. I mean, yeah. e easier said than done. I'm not being naive in its complexity or even suggesting that we're any, anywhere near where we want to be in terms of creating that environment. But that's, you know, back to your core question. That's how I'm defined. Well, when you, when you said, you know, the people, how they influence you, that that was an, a revelation a little bit of your style and, and how you see leadership, because that was your first answer. You were not saying, oh, yeah, uh, I have some kind of a vision. I have some kind of a mission as a leader. And then it goes down or anywhere throughout the organization and the minds of people. And then it has impact on them. But you said, no, I'm listening or I, people have influence on me. That, that was really an interesting point. What, what did you mean exactly here? 
Um, listen, I obviously, so I, I have this um, thing that I say a lot, and then I just didn't say it, I mean it, and hopefully we, we act it. You know, leadership by all, Every, uh, lead, everyone's a leader regardless of your role, mm. right? So um, I remember not that long ago, I was walking to visit a patient and I encountered a frontline individual who stopped me and wanted to talk to me about what he does with patients. And, um, and you know, he happens to be a singer and he sings to patients. But he told me a story about what he does and I couldn't have been prouder of what his contribution is to the brand that HSS has in its reputation. And he inspired me to want to be better and do more to support him. So it, it, it just happens. It has to happen in a, I don't know what the word is, in a multi-directional way. Otherwise, yep. it won't work. So you know, if you say it's top down, it just won't, it won't, it doesn't work. Doesn't you work. can't say it, you can't think it, you can't believe it, and you can't um, act like that. It's just not how true leadership works. So if, if you would handle a, a journal for yourself about every single day, your experience of your organization, what is it that you would write for yourself? I, I didn't have this, that question prepared in my mind. It just came uh, up. I, that I have about 20 journals, each with one or two pages filled. Oh. <laughs> um, wow. No, no, no. no <laughs> I've, tr I've tried to do that a few times. Um, um, I, I sort of have a, what's the journal about, Andre? <laughs> I need a little bit more help. What do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure what I'm writing about. No, I, um, I, I'm, a passion, I'm very passionate about journaling. And, and when I have this privilege of coaching a leader, uh, CEO, or any, any level, it doesn't come systematically. But you were inspiring me because of that story you were oh, Yeah, telling. I got it. I got it. I would probably, um, I would probably write, because I've, try, I've tried to do this in a way that's helpful to me. Um, yeah. You know, what am I grateful for? Yeah. I, I would I would write down what I'm what I'm what I'm grateful for. Yeah. Um, and I would write down what I'm proud of, right? And I would write down um, things that I want to do, things that I want to do. And I don't know if it's good or bad, but they would probably be you know, the there, there would certainly be a family part to it, but there would be a lot of HSS stuff. In <laughs> okay. Yeah, work takes, uh, unfortunately or fortunately, a lot of place in our mind. And, and uh, so, yeah, and, and so that's good. Great uh, uh, thankfulness and, 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 and that on the family dimension and work for dimension. Thank you for answering that and playing this little game. I, I, I really believe very much in journaling. I think that that's something very holistic into it for any leaders you have you're confronting with with confronted with many challenges i'm sure every day decisions to make different parts that are 
putting pressure on you. And that's really what usually 6,000 yeah. people kind of yeah, want. Thanks, thank you for the reminder. <laughs> I agree with you. It, it, it's necessary for it to become a um, habit. Yeah. And if you force yourself to do it every day, you'll probably continue. Like, you know, I recommend that ritual yeah. to everybody. Yeah. Very, very much so. So uh, thank you. So um, the other part I, I think uh, is fascinating is this. you're in healthcare and, and you're, you're not a doctor, right? By any by any uh, training or anything. Yeah. But you're, you're seen by your doctors in your team as the leader of doctors as well. So wh what does it say about when you, in fact, what does it say? Yeah, when you lead this kind of profession. Yeah. In, uh, to, uh, to 21. I, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't think I don't think it matters. Um, okay. And uh, Audrey, I don't know if we're getting to this later, but you know, we're going through a leadership transition here. And by the end of the year, I'll be passing the baton wow. to my successor, who is a who is a surgeon, who will be the first surgeon CEO of HSS ever. Um, and I think that's meaningful and important uh, because. Um, you know, that's the, the core of the business, if you will, that we're in. But lead, leadership is leadership. You know, whether you're leading doctors or scientists or engineers or um, therapists or technologists or security officers, or it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter um, if you. And I'm not saying I figured out how to do this in any way, shape, or form, but it doesn't matter if you are creating an environment where everyone has a role in leading the organization. And your people feel not valued if they don't, if you I mean if you work in a place and you don't have any control over your life or what you're doing or where the organization is going, it's like you just don't feel valued, right? right. And you're not going to be part of the team. You may come work and you think, but it goes back to how do you create an environment where people are excited to be here and help move the organization forward to achieve what it wants to achieve. And it's good for everyone. It's good for the organization. It's good for the people who work here. Yeah. It's good for the people who are served by it. And your leadership is leadership. Well, I remember the days when, when you know, I come from not healthcare but from hospitality. When, when a, a general manager of a hotel, for example, would have to prove to the chef that he knows how to uh, to make an omelet. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I get that, and there is that point of view, and it's not wrong. It's not wrong, um, but no. it's also not necessarily an no. absolute. Absolute. Um, I, I just I just have a um, tendency to believe that a great leader, which I'm not qualifying me in any way, but a great leader has to learn the fundamentals of the business that they're in. But organizations have the same yeah. general dynamics. They have people, they deliver a service to customers, they have processes to make that happen. Mm -hmm. And whether you're, um, I don't know, I'm making this up, whether you're selling coffee or cars or delivering healthcare, whether it's musculoskeletal or whatever, it's still some of the same principles. You've got to understand the uniqueness of the business, but how you 
how you lead, as we talked about, whatever that organization is providing. I think it's yeah. you know, somewhat ubiquitous. So you made a choice, by the way. Uh, there is something a little bit special about the leadership at HSS. Something you should do, you made kind of a shared, a shared leadership. I, I admire the model that nurses invented in healthcare called shared governance, which we'll talk about another time because it needs a little time. But but there's something that you said a few times now: leadership is shared. It's it's not mine. It's many many leaders to share. So what is that concept? Because it looks like it's it's a little bit different at HSS than it is in other organizations. Yeah, I can't. I I've been here long enough where I can't comment on the comparison. Right. Um, you know, shared, shared, I feel like I may be repetitive, but shared, you, know, you can use different words for the same thing. So leadership by all, everyone's a leader regardless of your role. So if you're a security officer, you have a role to keep the organization safe, but you also make a contribution to um, fulfilling our purpose, living our values, understanding your role in helping us move from A to B. Mm. So I'm sharing leadership with that person. They're responsible for they're responsible for helping lead the organization. That's sort of like a broad definition of shared leadership. A a um, more narrow definition is you could at any level you can pick. Start at, at my level. Right. Me and Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly's the surgeon in chief. He happened and president. He's going to be my successor. We share leadership of the organization. If you go to um, another your business unit, there's uh, you know, this the you know there may be a administrator, yeah. not physician. I mean a physician. They share leadership to make things happen, and. You know the the bow the the division of labor, if you will, may be variable depending upon what each person brings to the equation. Right, two is better than one, three is better than two, because no no one no one has command of everything, and if you can filter that to as many parts of the organization you can. That's also what contributes to creating the environment. Okay, Does that makes sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It's also um, what it brings me to 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 the conversation with you now. We have a just yeah, ten. What about we have? <laughs> we have ten minutes. About ten minutes. So within ten minutes, I, I, I two things comes to my mind. One is your global uh, impact. The, the the fact that it's not only the U.S. but I know you you're all over the world. And, uh, and and you're talking about, again, things that I'm not hearing everywhere, plus your health care. So probably your focus is patient care. And it's a world-class patient care that we know HSS is famous about. Patient care, teaching, research, innovation. Okay. Teaching, research, and innovation. Mm -hmm. So what is going to change the world? because that's the title of this program. But it is also the, the, the purpose of, of sharing this kind of experience with you. What is what is changing already in in this world regarding this specialty of yours? And what 
what do you, what kind of legacy do you leave after you leave your your position that will continue that? Um, so you know, we, we have earned over the course of 160 years a um, reputation where people believe, people in general, if they know us, believe that we are, HSS is the leader in our field in helping people who have issues that are musculoskeletal in nature get better, right? Getting it right the first time, like high quality, high value, high customer experience. And if you're an informed consumer and you have a problem and you, you may not know about us, but if you do research, you'll find us, right? So that has a global impact. So as many countries as you listed as are patched in here today, that's probably matched by how many people who are patients here today who decided to come here. Hmm. Um, you know, like many teaching hospitals, we have our, a lot of our uh, surgeons are at the national meeting for their specialty this week out west on the podium teaching and sharing knowledge with their peers. And you know, they are doing research that creates new knowledge that others can learn from. Okay. And they're innovating new you know, robotics, artificial intelligence, you know, whatever it may be as it relates to musculoskeletal healthcare issues. Um, but that's, you know, any leading organization, whether you're HSS or Cleveland Clinic or Mass General or Hopkins or Cedars-Sinai, everyone does that. They're, you know, individually as organizations collectively are trying to change the world through that, um, you know, three or four legged mission of the organization. And um, the challenge is in an environment that is changing rapidly and that is um, stressful on the organizations economically yeah. for a variety of reasons, how do you not lose sight of what your purpose is and continue to um, deliver on it? Yeah. Right. In a in a threatening environment, and not not you risk um, becoming irrelevant as the economic environment around us changes. Whether it's from just social issues or economic issues or competitive issues. Mm -hmm. What would be, in fact, the, the, the biggest threat to succeed in, in accomplishing this mission? Healthcare is not accessible to people. Healthcare is not accessible enough. Yes. It's not affordable enough. And it's not consistently quality enough. So, it's not, and it's a very fragmented industry. It's just very fragmented. So, I mean, it's not, you know, people say healthcare is broken. You can say that. It's like glass half full, glass half empty. It is not anywhere near where it needs to be. And the biggest risk is 
to someone is I think that healthcare becomes a commodity yeah. where, where things other than quality and value become dominant buying factors. And we don't know it's happening. It's like all of a sudden we'll be there. It's a commodity. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and that may not be good for the industry. And, you know, who's like, how do we pay for, how do we pay for this? Right. It, it's a very expensive system and there's not, em, employers are spending too much. Right. The government's spending too much. Yeah. Individuals can't afford it. So yeah, it's either going to break mm -hmm. and fail, or it's going to be, someone's going to fix it. Right. And whether to fix it in a good way or a bad way. And it doesn't mean, you know, a wholesale fix, but, you know, it's, it's an industry under siege and threatened by um, all kinds of macroeconomic forces. And look, I'm getting, you know, the world we live in is threatened by some of those same things yes. or the country is or any industry. So it's a matter of, you know, keeping your eye on the ball, you know, innovating, making sure you're relevant and trying to find a solution for healthcare that your organization can influence, but that you can also be part of the bigger solution. Okay, no, thank you. It's, you know, we're limited in, by time, so we cannot extrapolate. We, we, you're introducing always a, uh, an idea that, that, that can probably be used and for people to think and, and, and work on. Uh, so thank you for that. That, that, that brings really value. I, I'm, I think that for the, for the last little minute or few minutes, five minutes, but there is something that I, I, I always ask in this program, everybody, is, is something personal, a little of a story that, when, that, that happened during your career or at any time in your life when you had this impression, really, tangible impression that you made a big difference for someone. Would you think? Well, of yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I do remember it vividly. It was um, what's today's date? Uh, uh, March the sixth, I think. Yeah. So it was somewhere almost around three years ago. Three years ago. Three years ago, exactly. Sitting where I'm sitting with my shared leadership partner Brian Kelly, um, knowing that there was a tidal wave of um, disaster headed to New York. And we sat here at 6.30 in the morning and said, we are closing wow. HSS and turning ourselves into a COVID hospital. No one does that. I mean, so you know, everyone who had, a, everyone had a role in dealing with the pandemic and everyone has their own version of doing heroic things. But you know, we took a specialty hospital voluntarily closed it and turned it around in a matter of days and took care took care of COVID patients. And, you know, we put the organization's yeah. economic future aside and um, the, the people who work here saved, saved lives and you know, helped this city get through you know, perhaps its um, hardest time. And that was in 2020. And we're, we're 2023, we're off to a fantastic year. So we have fully recovered and are back to our original purpose. So we're excited about everything that is in store for HSS. 
But that 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 uh, tidal wave you, you're describing, what did, does it leave it, it, as a main, main, main lesson? Because nobody knew what to do. It was not something that people were experienced. So your reaction was probably... The, 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 you know, um, necessity is the mother of invention. I don't know if that's the right phrase. Right. And um, when you need to make difficult decisions, you can make them quickly and bureaucracy does not need to stand in the way. What's the right thing to do? What do people need to do it? Right. Do the right thing, give them what they need. And what, what, why is that not true today? Bureaucracy, we said, we are not gonna let a good crisis go to waste. We are gonna bring our lessons forward. Mm. Gratitude, making decisions quickly. Um, you know, do it, you know, always doing the right thing for who we're serving. And, you know, we, but we haven't done as good of a job as I thought we would going through it. But, you know, that's, those are some of the things that we learned what, what, that are what, relevant to today. You know, what, what, what takes my, I mean, my, my, I'm completely puzzled by is that if I understand this specialty of yours, the musculoskeletal specialty brings you patients that are not really sick. They have. They we, we, we turned the organization upside down. That's what down. I'm saying. This our, is the magnitude. Our, our anesthesiologists right. were the critical care physicians. Our internists were taking care of the patient. Our physical therapists were proning patients. Yes. Nurses have their core training. They were taking care of COVID patients. Our surgeons were helping document and helping yeah. you know, helping do things, but we turned the organization literally, right. I'm not sure if it was upside down or sideways, but, but and people um, rose to the occasion. They rose to the occasion. They were right. all on the, on the same wavelength. I mean, look, people were petrified, obviously. Yeah, sure. But people, yeah, it was quite, quite the um, experience. Yeah. So I want to leave with you the last word, as we say, by, you know, something about maybe a, a, a secret recipe, something again that, that, you know, we can take away. We took away, we take away a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've said it. So, yes. Any organization, look, who doesn't believe that culture is important? Yeah. Right. Now, believing it and making it real are two different things. And I think the secret is culture can accelerate organizational performance to a level that is not attainable without it. It is mm -hmm. jet fuel for whatever analogy you want. It's the secret sauce. It's the, sec it's the secret ingredient in Coca-Cola. It's the jet fuel that makes you go faster. It is, um, you know, culture doesn't eat strategy for lunch, as someone said. It is a strategy. Culture is a strategy. But we want to go to a new factory or a new hospital or like go into a new market. Culture is a strategy that if you deploy it correctly through an organization, that organization will perform at a higher level. 
significantly higher level. Okay. And I, be I believe that, and I believe that is a major contributor to how HSS has, obviously it's multifactorial, but yes. it is a major factor. And for those who know the brand, why it is what it is. Thank you, really, Lou. Thank you so much. It leaves us to think about what culture means, what, how do we implement culture? How do we define it? How do we set the foundation for it? All of this are remaining questions, so I leave everybody to think about it, and maybe we'll continue on this uh, topic further, because I'm also very fascinated and intrigued by, you know, companies that have a solid culture, some that don't have or, um, you know, are missing, are missing it. Well, there's so different things we can say. Hey, Andre, our net promoter score, let me just brag yes. for uh, a second. Our net promoter score is 94. Wow. Nice. And if uh, anyone that doesn't know what that is, look it up. That's amazing. That would not happen without that. Yes. Well, it's, it's a measure of, of performance in terms of the experience of multiple people that are human beings and experience what you, in fact, put, put in place. So that's a pretty impressive number. So congratulations for everything you did, by the way, if I may share that, because I'm pretty uh, much of an admirer of, of a fan <laughs> for whatever Lou is doing. And, and, and hopefully we'll have other occasions to meet and maybe even in, in, that, in that space. So thank you again, Lou. Thank you very much. Thank and everybody. You.